What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. Live from the first Midwest Bank studio on State Street, this is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Jonathan Hood. WMVP Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Stream ESPN 1000 easily on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. You're listening to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Glad that you're in with us here on this Wednesday. What's up and welcome in. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood, weeknights at 7, here on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. We'll hear from Jesse Rogers, who covers Major League Baseball and the Cubs for ESPN.com. We'll talk to him in an hour from now, right here on the program. Now, growing up on the south side of Chicago, in the late 70s, baseball was a sport to watch. The boom of the NBA had not occurred. It was not a global sport just as of yet, the NBA during that time. And sure, the National Football League was great, but it was still regional. And during that time, hockey hadn't expanded because hockey really held firmly to that original six being the selling point of the league. But baseball, for a sport at times that could really be behind the times, I'm missing it. For all the issues that I might have with Rob Manfred as the commissioner of this sport in growing the game, there is a real gaping hole in the sports calendar right now because this is where baseball is supposed to do its job, right? Baseball is supposed to be the conduit to college football, to the NFL, to the NBA, NHL moving forward. But the spring and summer is supposed to be for Major League Baseball to show the best of the best. Now, here's the thing that's funny about Major League Baseball here as we talk about this on the 27th of May, and it's like there's no baseball going on right now, even though there's many conversations that you and I have had over the years about how baseball can improve and how baseball needs to be more modern. But wouldn't you take just any live sports that's baseball right now if you could? I I know that I could personally because being a a White Sox fan and just being a baseball fan overall, I I grew up watching the White Sox, and that was my team. But the point is is that you know that when there's a labor stoppage, which I've lived through back in 1994, when there are labor stoppages and when the calendar stops for a sport that you're used to seeing, it's a little bit odd. It's It's really foreign. When you see this, right, because you're used to having that sport to turn on, whether you want to watch it or read about it or listen to it on the radio, it's just not there. And you know, like I know, that this whole baseball thing is about billionaires versus millionaires fighting for billions. You have billionaires, that's the owners, and the millionaires, that's the players, and they're fighting for more billions. While we stand on the side of the road waiting for both of these sides to stop fighting. Now, listen. If you are a, a capitalist, whether you're on the owner's side or the player's side, if you love money, then you understand that you want to be able to keep it as much as possible. I consider myself somewhat of a, a physical, uh, fiscal conservative when it comes to trying to be able to save money because we don't know what tomorrow brings. But here's the thing that I look at. There is a way for billionaires and the millionaires to be able to come together and figure this thing out. 
There's a way for this to happen. And one of the ways that I've talked about the last couple of weeks on the show is that the owners have to be able to let the players know that eventually you will get paid your full amount. We will defer your payment of the salary that you're supposed to have, but we're going to have to defer it until we can be able to put butts in seats again, until we can all go to games again. We understand, and the numbers are so dizzying. All day I'm reading from one article to the other on exactly how much money the owners are losing day after day. I've seen $600,000 to a million dollars, depending on which, which game, uh, which team we're talking about. I have no idea because the numbers are never concrete on exactly how much money uh, it costs for an owner to turn the lights on in their ballpark to be able to have merchandise ready, to have food and concessions ready, to have the parking ready, to be all these things that have to be set up to even have a baseball game take place. I have no idea how much that actually costs on a daily basis. I've seen a lot of different numbers, but I don't want to quote those numbers for you because I really don't know what the truth is and what isn't. But here's something that I do know. I know that if you're in a small market like a Pittsburgh or like, like Oakland, uh, because Oakland is run like a small market based on their small ball approach, their money ball approach, or Miami, who's won a couple of World Series but continue to pair back payroll and run it like it's a double-A uh, product. I know there's a number of teams that struggle and hemorrhage money uh, at the gate every single time that they open up the gates because of the way it's run. But it's not to say that the baseball owners are just broke, that they have their pockets hanging out, right? Saying like, oh, you know what? We just don't have any money players. Sorry. So we, we, you're just going to have to take a huge haircut because, well, you know, we just don't have the money because, look, we don't have fans in the stands. You know that these owners do have money to be able to play these players, right? It may not be the full salary, but when it comes across when I'm reading this stuff, just like you every day, just trying to figure out when baseball returns, it comes across like the, pl- like the owners have zero. Like they're living check to check like many of us. <laughs> like the baseball owners are just living check to check, just looking at the, the, the owners look at their finances and say, uh, you know what, we might have to do partial payment on the gas this week. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking at this here and. I don't know the car note. You know, I'm not sure if we can pay the car note this this month. You know, we may, maybe we can work a partial payment. Maybe we can maybe have it deferred to the next month. I don't know if we can bring the water in. I don't know if we, I don't think owners of Major League Baseball are doing that. But it comes across as if they have zero because there's no baseball. And if that is really the case, which I know it's not, but if it was really the case, not only with Major League Baseball owners and NBA owners, boy, that's something. You mean to tell me that you don't have any money coming in unless I come to the game, unless you come to the game? There's money to be paid, sure. So so here's the, the rub when it comes to the players. So the players, depending on what you believe, looking at one of the articles in front of me from Jeff Passan and Jesse Rogers, when it comes to salaries, there is one thing I see in front of me that if you're making anywhere between 563000 and a million dollars, that you'll be paid 72% of your salary. Um, if, it, if it's uh, a million to 5 million, 50%. 5 million to 10 million, 40%. 10 million to 20 million paid, 30%. So you're only going to get a certain amount uh, of, of money for 
uh, if you come out, if you come back to play for this shortened season, which could be 82 games. So you've got to determine as a parent or as a single man or ho- however you are going through your life, you got to figure out, is the juice worth the squeeze for me to be able to be in this Petri dish with all of my teammates wondering if it's safe? And if it is safe, is it worth my health to come back if I'm making a million dollars to be paid uh, 72% of my salary? Or if you're making $20 million, and we have a number, a number of ball players like Mike Trout and others are making a ton, $20 million or, or up. Uh, 20%. If you're taking that kind of haircut, what do you, is it worth you coming back? Now, for me, I say yes. If you're making, I'm looking at Mike Mike Trout, for instance. Trout is at $37.6 million, the highest full season salary in baseball this year. And he'd make $19 million on a prorated basis over 82 games. $37 million, $19 million. We know the difference in the number. But is it worth, worth it for him to return? Or should he just wait until next year? All of this, as we talk about this on Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, all of this feels like there is a labor negotiation happening, not just for this year, but over the long haul, as if the owners want to be able to hammer in something now for the long term. And all we're looking for, you and I, is baseball. That's all we're looking for. Again, there's a lot of numbers that are in front of me here that I'm not going to go through, but I just I want to use Mike Trot as a great example of who's making the highest amount in the league at 37.6. And if they prorated his salary, say he, they only played 82 games, he'd be at 5.7. Well, you and I would play for, play for the, uh, for the 19 million or a base salary of 5.7 million. We would do that over 82 games, right? Of course we would. <laughs> I read that from Jeff Bassett. Just like, that was kind of funny. Like, and, and there are some players that don't feel that that's, that's work that they feel like they need to be able to get as much money as possible. And I, I just look at it as uh, if you are a player, you know the, the inherent risk because of COVID-19. There's no question about that. Um, but at the same time, you're, you're trying to figure out what's best for you. Is it, it, if you are a person that says COVID-19 is going on right now, I don't want to play. Um, I totally understand that. And, and it would not be a major topic on this show because you can understand why that's the case. But when it comes to these millionaires and these billionaires fighting over money is just, um, it, it just, it, you and I just left on the side and just wondering when we'll be get, able to get our entertainment. So among some of the things I missed this season is going to Miller Park six to eight times a year, going to a Brewers game, getting my cheese and my fancy meat uh, at the stores up there, or the Sox fan, um, to be able to go there and be able to have a reason to go to the ballpark. Those young players in the White Sox, there's a reason to go to the ballpark this year because I can take my family, I can take my friends to see the Sox because something emerging is, something is emerging with this White Sox team. It may not have been 2020, as I said r- way early this year, that this could be 2021, this could be 2022. Um, the Cubs... And the big question, and whenever we come back to baseball, this will be a front burner topic for you and I to talk about. And that is the rebuild or resurgence for the Cubs. Whether David Ross, who we're going to hear from coming up at 830, whether or not David Ross is the new manager of the Cubs, is he in a position to be able to give the Cubs a, a resurgence from the Madden years, or is this a rebuild? COVID-19 also will tell you if this is a rebuild as well. Let's keep our eyes on that story, as if owners are saying, you know, I don't know if we can come back, or I don't know what we're going to do financially, does this mean that some of the 
quality players in this Cubs team is going to have to go someplace else. I have no idea. All I know is that this just sucks. It sucks because all these smart minds on both sides can't hammer out an agreement. COVID-19 aside, the poor players, it's hard for them to get by an 82-game season. Uh, and $7 million, if that's what they have to deal with. It's hard for the owners. They got their heels dug in on money that they won't have because they don't have no, they have no baseball. They got no fans. Of course you have the money. And yeah, of course you can make a deal to be able to make it right, to have a, def- a deferred payment for players plus interest. You can do that. Of course you can. doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you draw on players or owners. You just know that this is wrong. It's wrong that these these two sides can't come together on an agreement. I feel this way for any strike or any labor lockout situation, but definitely during this COVID-19 um, where the NBA is getting close to getting it right, the NHL is getting it right, and Major League Baseball seems so far, far, far away. It's crazy, but it's happening, right? So the question I would ask, and Sean, open the phone lines at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Open for business here in our first hour. As I mentioned, we've got Jesse coming up at 8, so I want to keep the phone lines open for you listening to the program tonight regarding baseball. I want to ask you just a simple question. I want you to tell me how much do you miss baseball season right now, and what do you miss most about watching the game? Uh, I'm curious if you're like me that is able to go to maybe, you know, 20, 30 ball games a year, maybe not all that guaranteed rate either. It could be Wrigley. It could be Miller Park uh, because of the proximity in which I I live. But I want to know what you miss most about watching the game, because at this time of the 27th, it's supposed to be a baseball show on right now. And you and I are supposed to be talking about the Cubs and the White Sox. And we're not doing that right now because there's no baseball, because once again, a divide has happened between players and owners are battling over money and battling over what to do with the money and who's going to get what and whether or not there's going to be a revenue 50 50 split and all this other stuff. And it just seems like they're that these two sides are far, far apart. So what do you miss most about the game right now of baseball? Uh, I see you guys on Facebook, facebook.com already weighing in with your comments, but I want to get some phone calls in and I'll mix it in with some of the responses on my Facebook wall, facebook.com, Jonathan Hood. So um, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. I just know that it sucks right now that you and I are not being able to at least know what's going on in baseball at least be able to watch what's going on, to see the ebb and flow of a season, because baseball is so unique than all the other sports that we cover. It's a long season, and there's different ebbs and flows in the season that's always interesting, always compelling, and we don't get that. We're going to get a sprint like in an NBA season probably coming up here if the players notice come together. So I'll take your phone calls coming up and also read your responses about baseball. What do you miss most about the game? What do you think about what's going on right now? And how much you're missing it. What would you be doing tonight uh, if there was baseball going on? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. I'll get your responses next on UTH. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's Under the Hood. Follow us on the gram at IGJHood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Seeing all these numbers in front of me from a Jeff Passan piece from ESPN.com regarding baseball. The offer multiple players told ESPN played as an uh, attack on those who earned the right to negotiate their salaries, whether in free agency or arbitration. Players in their 
uh, first three major league seasons who compose more than half the league's workforce can have their salaries unilaterally set by the team. Uh, they would be the ones made closest to whole under the proposal, reaping $256,000, 90% of the prorated salaries, two hundred eighty-five. That just I'm, I'm looking at players who make a million dollars would receive 82% of their pro-rated uh, share. At $5 million, it's 56%. At $10 million, it's less than half. And on and on, uh, all the way down to uh, Trout making, you know, what thirty percent? It's it's amazing, and, and and here's the thing that it just seems strange to me that the owners can't can't seem to find a way to tell the players to let the players know. Look, we we can't do fifty fifty revenue share, but we can be able to make sure that the money that you're owed that you will get. There's always this inherent risk to it too, whether you believe in COVID nineteen or not. And I know that there's some that don't believe in what is happening here with COVID nineteen. That's that's fine. We're seeing deaths every day, but I know the players are seeing this as well, and they have and some have families, and they got to figure out you know what what is best for them. Baseball could really look really uneven here where there might be some players that are just sitting out till till 2021 uh, to see if they're going to be on the other side of this curve or whether or not we'll be watching games back at ballparks again. So I want to get your thoughts at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. Good to be back in the chair with you talking uh, some baseball. Uh, I have some Bears thoughts coming up as well. Some things I didn't get to last week, but I, I want you to hear coming up in a little bit. But I want to get your calls in here first. If you're just joining us, I'm asking the question to you, how much do you miss the baseball season right now? What do you miss most about watching the game? If you're listening to me and you're a baseball fan, you should be calling. And this is why we're also looking on the Facebook wall, facebook.com. Um, so Joe says this. Joe says that uh, he's missing the baseball season a lot because uh, he would have started his new job at Wrigley Field, putting my whole life on hold. That tells you a great story about 2020 in a nutshell for some people, right? Joe was supposed to start his new job at Wrigley Field working with the Cubs, and now he can't. And so that's not even from a fan's perspective. That is an employee of the uh, of Wrigley Field and his perspective. Pretty tough. Eric Collins says, I miss baseball a lot. It's my favorite sport. I'm going to... Um, miss going to Wrigley Field and was uh, looking forward to getting MLB TV for my Amazon Prime uh, to be able to watch games across the country. Absolutely. I have the uh, at-bat app um, because there's some games that that I'm watching while we're doing the show just to keep up uh, today what's going on in the Centrals, in the American League and National League Centrals, so I can understand uh, for sure. Like, I'll I be doing the show, and then on one of my screens, I have a Milwaukee Brewers game on or a Cleveland Indians game on just to see what's happening in the division. So I, I, totally, I totally get that. Frank says, I miss it, uh, but I can tell you this. If they don't play this year because they can't uh, come to an agreement, I will not be watching when they come back. Let's dig into that just for a second from Frank, who checked in on Facebook. So, baseball always finds a way to be able to get fans back. Because what Frank said four hours ago on my social media is something I heard in 1994 during the strike years. Taking those phone calls when people were interested in being able to interact and throw ideas out there. He was talking about, you know, like, people were telling me, like, after the 94 strike, 
who there's no way I'm coming back because the the owners and the players don't care about us and we're locked out and we have other things to do. We can watch the Bears. We can be able to be out with our families. We can be able to watch minor league baseball, whatever it is. The whole thing was is that some fans were so disenchanted with that strike that it was very difficult in 95 to draw, difficult in 96 to draw because there was a generation of baseball fans who were like, no, nah, I'm not coming back because you don't care about us. And then Sosa versus McGuire occurred. And that changed a lot of things, too, because the home run chase happened, and all of a sudden the baseball was juiced. And not just Sosa McGuire, across the country, there was some big-time thumpers, some big-time home run hitters that were just uh, were, it was just tremendous to watch. Of course, the baseball is still, I think, somewhat juiced based on what we saw last year, um, but not like it was in that, in that Sosa McGuire era. And we'll see that in that 30 for 30 coming up in a couple of weeks in June um, for Sosa McGuire. But, um, you know, Frank will be back. And I think even throughout all this, whenever baseball returns, if it returns, that fans always come back because there's always a hook. There's someone, uh, a, a team that you're rooting for or someone on your team that's going for a record or going to do something special. Or your team comes out of nowhere and wins the division as a playoff team. Okay, so you'll be there to watch it. That's for sure. At some point, it may not be right away, but baseball fans always return. Uh, and because you know why? Because we're fans. <laughs> that, that's why. Because even though baseball has not been great to us over the years with lockouts and strikes and the way the game has not progressed as well as it should, we always come back. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, the brand new ESPN Chicago app. Ken Chirilla says, I was just talking about this this weekend. He says, I've usually been uh, about half, to a half a dozen games by this time. Just sitting in the stands, uh, the ambiance, having a dog and a beer, hanging out with whoever. Um, and I, I miss it like you wouldn't believe. It's just the rights of summer, right? It's just that feeling of, wow, you know, it's you're going to get to June here and the weather's nice. And it's nothing like being at the ballpark because as baseball fans, that's what we do. We go to the baseball games um, and enjoy it. And and by the way, there's different levels to this, too. HD has made it so comfortable for all of us that we can be able to watch in our man cave, in our she sheds. We can be able to go and watch games at our favorite watering hole, our favorite bar. Or we can be able to actually go to the games. Some people have, have, have felt found a way to just go to bars and get their favorite stool and their favorite table and spend time watching baseball there. Look up when they want to and be able to get their f- food and get easy uh, access to the bathroom, depending on what uh, bar you go to. For me, it would be someplace in the, on, the, uh, in, on the south side or someplace um, in Beverly. Uh, you know, so it'd be so easy to be able to do that. Some actually go to the games as much as possible. So Ken, it's a, it's a good point. He says he's missing it. Like you wouldn't believe. Do you miss baseball? Like you wouldn't believe three, one, two, three, three, two ESPN is our phone number. Uh, Cheryl says, I'm a Sox fan. I even, I even watch Cubs batting practice. That sometimes that is on social media where you can see the Cubs or Sox batting practice on Periscope or whatever. And it's on someone's Twitter. So, so I, I totally get that. Um, Joe, Joy says that the Cubs and Diamondbacks, I love watching baseball in the stands. She says she's someone that goes to games. So she's a Diamondbacks fan and a Cubs fan um, that misses going to the games. David Brown says the day-to-day drama, listening to other announcers on Sirius XM, like Tom Hamilton of the Indians, he's his number one. I like Tom. 
Uh, he's with the Indians, so I don't like the Indians too much, but I like, I like Tom as the voice of, uh, of the, uh, in Indians. I've listened to him for sure. Eric says, I, I, I like listening to Dodger games on the radio because I'm hearing Rick Monday of the Dodgers do the games with Charlie Steiner. Absolutely. Also mentioned Sterling of the Yankees. It's just something about it, right? It's just something about it. So that's why I'm asking you, what do you miss most uh, about baseball right now? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. For me personally, it is, it, it's it's something that I enjoy, you know, being here with you evenings, going to those businessman specials, going to that 105 game at guaranteed rate, or going to an early game in Milwaukee and then getting back to Chicago to be able to do a show for you in the evenings. Done that more than a few times, more, uh, more times than you think, uh, to be able to check out games at Miller Park or going to Wrigley when I get a chance, but definitely guaranteed rate is because I'm a Sox fan and uh, watching the Brewers as well. Um, to see those, that, those teams up close in the National League Central, it's interesting. But but there is this glaring hole that's there in this sports calendar, and it sucks because these two sides can't come together. And by the way, all it's doing is hurting the game even further. If the game had some damage, it's hurting it further when you're not on there. When when the National Hockey League is this close to getting back on the ice and Major League Baseball parks are closed or they can't come to an agreement because of this, it's just uh, it's disappointing because we're just left on the side of the road. Mike is in Midway with Jonathan Hood as we talk baseball on ESPN 1000. Hi, Mike. Hey, what's going on, Jay Hood? What's up, man? What's cracking? Not much. I just wanted to give my thoughts on uh, missing baseball. I'm a huge, you know, huge Cubs fan, mm-hmm. an even bigger baseball fan, and I miss everything about the game. You know, I played baseball, you know, from T-ball all the way through high school. Um, you know, I I even go to you know guaranteed rate. I go to Milwaukee. I try to catch at least 15, 20 games a year. You know, I miss just those three to four hours just hanging out with your buddies, drinking some beers, and, you know, just, just watching the game. I love the game. You know, I, got, I have four uh, daughters, and I finally got my boy, who's he's going to be four in July, and he loves baseball. And I was excited, you know, just to take him out to Wrigley, whatever, guaranteed rate, wherever, and just – to see how it is, how he's gonna take to watching a game for as long as he can at such a young age. But you know, I even um, my my dream is to go to uh, Dodger Stadium mm. in the Fenway, and I bought tickets, plane tickets this year. I was finally gonna do it after years of putting it off, putting it off. I had my tickets, I was ready to go, and then this happened. I mean, I know you can't do nothing about a pandemic, but. Now with the billionaires and you know and the millionaires arguing, it's just it's just to me now it's just like again you guys are gonna do this again. I hope it ends soon because I just I miss everything about the game. I'm glad you checked in, Mike. I appreciate your phone call. And now Mike leaves line open three one two three three two ESPN. You see, it's just it's it's more than just Mike's fandom. It's his family because it's cool for his family to be able to be at going to games as well. And so just the, the family experience, everybody going to the game, and you talked about going uh, either um, to Boston or Los Angeles to be able to see games. See, that, that's all taken away because these two sides can't come together. Uh, and, and, and maybe Rob Manfred doesn't think of these things, but I know I do because I've been watching baseball, as I mentioned, since late, l- the late 70s as a kid. And just 
it, it is um, really amazing to me that baseball can't find a way to get this back on on track. They just they it's is just uh, amazing because the spotlight is solely on them. Even with the NBA, the NBA could be coming back very soon. Also, maybe sometime in late June or July. Point is though is that this is baseball season. <laughs> this is why it's it, it stands out. Uh, like a red light to me because this is your time. It's warm. That means baseball. Where's the baseball? There's no baseball. <laughs> yeah, and, and so you just have even more damage to your sport because the two sides can't come together. Mike, I'm glad you checked in. Appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open for you now. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, we'll take more of your phone calls coming up. Also, Mark Tashiro with some thoughts about uh, how, how fans should feel. Uh, Mark is a former Yankee, former player. Uh, so he's talking on the behalf of fans regarding this issue with millionaires and billionaires. We'll get to that coming up next on UTH. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Hi, everybody. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Follow at TweetJHood on Twitter. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Golf courses are open and it's time to golf. Our guys from ProSwap are sponsoring the Golf with Yurko contest this month. You and a buddy can spend the day golfing with Yurko and perhaps even consume an icy cold beverage or three. You can register on our contest page through May 31st. There's no purchase necessary just to sign up and win. For official rules, go to ESPNChicagoContest.com. That's ESPNChicagoContest.com. Win a golf date with Yurko, thanks to our guys from ProSwap, where Chicago buys and sells Sports Bets, glad to have you in here on this Wednesday night. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, the brand new ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. If you're just joining us, we're talking baseball, uh, asking you the question, how much do you miss baseball right now? How do you miss, much do you miss the baseball season? And it just, a lot of people on my social media responding to it. And again, we have our phone lines open as well. Um, Gerald says, I can't describe, I, I, I don't usually watch the games. I listen to it on the radio. It's not just the game, but my link to my dad, it's a link to those of the past that have gone. I remember sitting and listening to the games on the radio, uh, when he was, um, when, with his dad, when he was a kid. So he chimes in on that. Axe says it's my favorite background noise. Also, ballparks are my favorite pro sporting arenas to visit. Um, and one other thing, um, Michael says, I am a baseball fan. I've been uh, going to baseball games since I was very little. But to be honest, I haven't missed it a ton. Uh, I would like this current mess uh, of owners and players. It just turns me off. I'd like for this to be done from Michael Green on my Facebook wall, facebook.com. 312-332-ESPN is our telephone number. So I was reading Mike Sandoz's piece from theathletic.com. Uh, Mike Sandoz has been a, a frequent guest on this show, and I always appreciate his columns because he always has an in with uh, general managers or those that are in the front office of National Football League teams, and is always trying to figure out what others that won't speak on the record, they'll speak on the record, but it, they want to put their names on it. <laughs> so he's always able to talk to at least someone from each team around the league about the opinions 
about teams and certain players, especially the skill position players. When it comes to the um, the quarterback tiers, that's one of my favorite columns every year because that means he's talked to everybody across the league and everyone has their opinion of the best of the best when it comes to quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. So I always love that uh, quarterbacks tier column. We talk about that for like weeks <laughs> because it's great to break down. But this one says quarterback support index, analyzing the gap between the NFL haves and have-nots. And so he breaks down this. The criteria is player-by-player starts made between 2016 and 2019 by offensive non-quarterbacks voted by um, voted original Pro Bowl rosters that season. So percentage of starts made by Pro Bowlers. Um, where the teams rank if we counted starts made by injury replacements to the Pro Bowl. Uh, where teams ranked on offense over a four season uh, for four seasons in question. Also, which quarterback has started the most games over that span? So, it's an interesting uh, look into certain teams and how many starts as a Pro Bowler these players have had. Because here's what the Pro Bowl means. It's not the Pro Bowl does not mean would you watch the Pro Bowl, would you not? You know it's unwatchable, and I know it's unwatchable. But it's still something for the player to know that he was chosen as one of the best of the best when it comes to uh, the NFL. If you are a two or three or four time Pro Bowler, that means that you are one of the best at your position. It, it does not denote, hey, this person was injured, <laughs> this person couldn't play, so he just became a Pro Bowler. No, it matters because you have to have difference makers on either offense or defense for your, your teams in the NFL. So I think it's an interesting metric to look at, uh, looking at, st- uh, starts and stats, uh, referring to the past four seasons, 2016, 17, 18, and 19, how many starts the pro bowler, right? So out of all the, the teams that are here, the Steelers had more players that had starts at the Pro Bowl, meaning uh, DeCastro, Marquise Pouncey, Antonio Brown, Villanueva, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner. So they had one, two, three, four, five, six players uh, that were Pro Bowlers on the Steelers. So out of all of those guys... That's uh, on all those teams, the Steelers were number one. So I kept looking and looking for the Bears, right? Because the top 10 in this category, as far as player by player starts made from 2016 through 19 by offensive non quarterbacks voted uh, to the original Pro Bowl rosters that season, Steelers were one, Cowboys two, Eagles three, Atlanta Falcons were four, Kansas City five, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are six, the Saints were seventh. Ravens 8, Titans 9, Green Bay Packers 10. So, I said, okay, where are the Bears? So, I kept scrolling. Redskins, 49ers, Texans at 13, Chargers at 14, Colts at 15. Where are the Bears? Uh, Browns tied for 16. Uh, Colts is a Cardinals tied for 17. And I said, where are the Bears? Bills 18, Panthers 19, Vikings 20. Uh, Tampa Bay 21, Giants 22, I kept scrolling, uh, Rams 23, Bengals 24, Patriots 25. By the way, starts, pro, uh, starts as far as pro bowlers for the um, New England Patriots, Rob Gronkowski, 14 starts, James Delvin, Devlin 7, the fullback on the team. Uh, Seahawks, Broncos, Bears. Bears. When's the last time the Bears had a pro bowler? 
like starts as a pro bowler starts as a pro bowler so non-available i'm looking at pro bowler position starts as a pro bowler none nothing across after investing it in various wide receivers tight ends and running backs without getting the desired results the bears took a two-pronged approach this offseason they changed up at quarterback by acquiring nick Foles. And they use a second-round choice on Notre Dame tight end Cole Komet. Chicago has not had a Pro Bowl wide receiver since having two in 2013, when Brandon Marshall made it outright and Alshon Jeffrey replaced injured Calvin Johnson. Now, again, it's a metric to look at the Pro Bowl and say, well, where are the, where are the, the Pro Bowlers? Where are the difference-making players? I use that phrase a lot on this show when we talk about the Bears because it makes, it, it, it makes a difference to be able to have guys that you look and look at and say, these are upper echelon players. When we take a look at the depth chart every year with the Bears, I always look at it and say, well, who are the guys that's going to make a difference on the football team? Well, um, usually those guys you can find on the defense. Where are those guys on the offense? I mean, I mean, think about that. Like, so where are the starters? Non-qualifying Pro Bowl starts. You had Cody White here that was there, and Charles Leno, and, and Jordan Howard, Josh Sitton, the old guard. He was there, but the starters as a Pro Bowl, none of the last four years. I mean, I mean, Mitch Trubisky was in the Pro Bowl, but did not start. I mean, as what happens when you have an offensive uh, point per game of 31st in the league. That says something. It's one thing to be able to get to the Pro Bowl. It's another to say, you know what, well, you're so good that you have to start the Pro Bowl. You are that good. And again, this is not a, a conversation on whether or not the Pro Bowl is any good or not. We know what that is. That's not a conversation. The conversation is, is that once you are elected to go to the Pro Bowl and you get a chance to start, that's, that's great. That's an honor. Especially if you don't fake an injury like some of these players do, like ah, got a you know got a bad hair day, can't go to the Pro Bowl, can't start in the Pro Bowl. But the Bears haven't had anyone. They're tied for twenty eighth. They're down there with Miami and Detroit and Jacksonville and the Jets as far as uh, teams that do not have starters from the Pro Bowl. That is that is amazing, but not surprising, right? Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Um, again. Just point that that particular thing out for you, just to point out that, hey, where are your difference-making players? There's some really quality players, clearly, on the defensive side of the football for the Bears. But here's the point. like, Just if you look at even just starters for the Pro Bowl, Bears haven't had any in four years. Haven't had a wide receiver in that spot since Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey. That, that's tough. And it makes you wonder, like, after this year, who can you say is going to start for the Bears uh, in a Pro Bowl situation, just using that as a metric. Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Listening on the ESPN Chicago app in uh, Summerfield, Florida. Here's George on ESPN One Thousand. Hi, George. Hey, George. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Good. I'm, I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. You're George. George. More, uh, George about the baseball. George. Hello. Hello. George. I'm Jonathan, and you're George. Hi, Jonathan. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Thanks. Hey, I was just referring about the the baseball and the conversation that you were having with all the baseball players and stuff like that and the money yes. and stuff like that. Um, we're down in Florida and we're opening it up with baseball for the kids and stuff like that all over. And we're paying money and everything for them to play. What's your thoughts on the, the 
baseball, major league baseball players about where the kids are paying for the parents are paying for money for them to play mm-hmm. and and just seeing what your thoughts are on that. On parents paying for uh, for kids to play in Florida? Oh, well, yeah, we have. Well, we're playing, actually, actually we're playing with uh, Chet Lemon. Oh, really? So okay. With his, his... Okay. <laughs> Chet Lemon, yeah, yeah, well, I'm originally from Chicago and stuff like that, and I was a huge fan of Chet Lemon. So I was just curious what your thoughts are when the season opens up and stuff like that for kids because he, he was a big I was a big fan of his when I was mm-hmm. a little kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are, and I'll go ahead and hang up. George, I'm glad you checked in. I appreciate your phone call. Well, I mean, first of all, on the surface, I think we can all agree that if, if kids are interested in baseball, the more the merrier. Uh, you you know, you start to see kids play a lot more soccer. You see kids are involved in other, other sports, uh, and baseball is being left behind. It is good that you have kids that are around, grandkids or just kids in general, that are interested in the game of, of baseball. Uh, it's interesting you say Chet Lemon is a guy that's an old white Sox that's uh, apparently down there with you living in Florida. That's great. That's great to be able to grow the sport. That That's so important. Uh, for the for the livelihood of the sport, I always feel that if baseball itself, Major League Baseball, uh, is not getting into communities, uh, urban areas to try to grow the sport, then it's up. It's on parents, it's on guardians, it's on us grownups to be able to help grow the sport for the for baseball. Uh, because you could see, I'll use the NBA as an example. When All Star Weekend was here for, uh, for when it was here in Chicago at the United Center and all the festivities, the NBA was everywhere. They were everywhere, every neighborhood. They were south. They were north. They were, they were uh, out west. They were in a lot of different areas where you wouldn't think NBA superstars, past and present, would be. Uh, I can't even tell you that there there would be Chicago Bulls that would be at some of the areas that the NBA were in. Um, but it's important to be able to help grow the sport on a grassroots level. It's so important for that to happen. Um, so you're doing the right thing, George, because, um, again, if it's good to have a, an old major leaguer and lemon out there that's helping out the kids because the sport needs to continue to grow. There's no doubt about that. Glad you checked in, George. Appreciate your phone call. I, I'm Jonathan. He's George. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Let's go to Devin. He is in Romeoville with Jonathan Hood. We're talking some baseball here on ESPN 1000. Hey, D. Hey, Jonathan. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for checking in. Uh, appreciate it. Man, the things I miss about baseball is the smell of the bratwurst, the screaming roar of the crowd. As our home team is either rallying from behind or we up ahead, um, base runners still in bases, our defense is Running, diving for, uh, for for catch, making double plays. Our top ace pitches striking out. Our our home run hitters hitting a home run. I don't know you, you don't know me, but we rooting, high fiving each other, yeah. talking stuff about the game, and it's just so much. And missing group, you know, going out with the groups and everything else. It's just the atmosphere. You feel like you at home, kicking it with a lot of your family members that you don't know, but we rooting for our home team. It's it's a great point, Devin, and I appreciate your phone call. And here's why it's a great point. Um, You go to games, and the one thing that we have in common is we're there to see the same thing. Uh, it's like going to a concert. Why? Why are you there to see to, a, to see a concert? You're there because 
what you have in common is the person next to you is attracted to who's on stage. And for baseball, basketball, football, whatever it is, we're attracted to whatever is on stage. doesn't matter the team. We're attracted to the sport. That's why we're there. Uh, being outside uh, the atmosphere of baseball, that's true. Um, you are talking to complete strangers uh, or there's some kind of conversation happening in your row about what you're seeing. And that's what sports brings to the table. The idea that you're coming together and you are there for uh, for one common cause, and that is to root, to drink, to eat, have fun. So you're so right about that. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Jason Wayne Carter on Facebook says, I just miss it being on. From April to September, you'd literally have three days a week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, uh, where you can watch a game around the clock. You could throw Sunday in there as well. And you get those, uh, you know, 12 o'clock Central Time games all the way through Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah, you can watch it around the clock then, too. Um, so, yeah. So, at least at least four days a week, you can be able to watch uh, baseball from the early day game, the getaway game you mentioned, like on a Wednesday or Thursday, the Saturday games of the week, all the way through to the end, to the West Coast feed. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it makes it very unique. Um, we're going to hear from Jesse Rogers, by the way, coming up at 8 o'clock. His thoughts about when that baseball is going to return anytime soon. Look forward to talking to Jesse, as always, my friend for over 25 years. Uh, Jeff in Lake Zurich on ESPN 1000 with Jonathan Hood. Hello, Jay. How you doing, Jonathan? Good. You know, if I'm missing baseball, yeah, I did miss it, but the longer it drags on, the more I don't. I mean, me and my wife used to go to maybe four or five games a year to travel with the Cubs, trying to complete my uh, bucket list of seeing all the major league teams. But hey, I'm not really missing it that much. But my question is, how are they going to handle with, you know, with A.J. Hinge being suspended for the year and Lunau? How are they going to handle that? Does it count, you know, the year for being suspended? Well, it's a, you know what, Jeff? Um, if, say, for instance, we get a half a season, right? Say we get 81, 82 games. That's got to go back. That's got to be this season and the, the other 80, 82 games or next season, right? That just can't be for this year. They got to sit out for all, a full 162 plus, don't you think? Right. I mean, what about, like, the players that were suspended for PEDs or for whatever other reason, 80 games, 60 games? Will that count when they come back right away? I think so. I think the, I think the number of games is the number of games. That's what I think. And, like, like that manager, you mentioned A.J. Hinch, right? He's suspended for a year, is he not? Right. Okay, well, then, you, you know, like, that's, the season hasn't started yet. The clock starts when the season starts. That's what I think. That's, I mean, I agree with you, too, you know, but then what about the players? <laughs> Well, you know, I, I appreciate your phone call. Yeah, no, this, I think the same thing. I think you count the season when the season starts and whenever that's going to be. I keep hearing, like, late July, but who knows if that's going to be the case. Who knows? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Um, so many people weighing in on the phone lines and also um, on our Facebook wall about uh, about baseball missing the, um, missing the sport. Daniel Anderson says, uh, you go there to uh, – you go there because you transcend all the time and space. It says, I like being uh, teleported back to your youth for a few hours. The players seem larger than life. Every moment is filled with anticipation of what to come. Um, every breath is tense with excited exasperation. The game plays out like a beautiful symphony before our very eyes. And if we're lucky, 
We get to see our beloved team shine like stars that were plucked from the heavens and placed on the diamond for us to gaze in workouts and and wondrous delight um, as they blast their way to victory. He says, I love the game so much from Daniel Anderson on the Facebook wall. You're listening to Under the Hood. This is Under the Hood. Under the Hood podcasts are available now on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Available on your device now. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.